Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yes, one of Ireland's leading scientists in the field of immunology at Trinity College Dublin has launched a Vaccines Saves Lives video-based campaign uh, focusing the minds of parents on the importance of continuing to vaccinate our children, especially now during the pandemic. And I know with lockdown and with appointments maybe being cancelled, it might have slipped off the radar a bit. Well, these videos are encouraging us to bring this back into focus. I'm going to give you a little taster of one of the the wraps that the the campaign has. Uh, Here's some of the children involved in this. We've seen this pandemic devastate nations. While we're waiting for a vaccination. But as parents, we have power in our hands right now to protect our children from other diseases around. Okay, look, let us take over from here. Because we can say it a bit better than that. The world's been gripped by a COVID pandemic. We're working together so we don't spread it. Should find a vaccine as a scientist mission. While we wash your hands and keep our distance Still there are other germs on the scene But we can stop those with other vaccines For diseases like measles, meningitis Mumps, hepatitis, come on we can fight this hey! We can fight lots of diseases So get your shots to defeat them hey! Protect the population Everybody keep vaccinated Oh I love it, you're going to be singing this all day I promise you that uh, Joining me now to tell us more about this is Dr. Rachel McLaughlin from County Mead. She's a professor in immunology at Trinity College who produced the video series. And we also have our wonderful parenting expert, Laura Erskine from the Baby Doc Club, who've done some research into vaccination and parents' opinion of this. How are you doing, ladies? Hi, Sinead. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Rachel, I'll go to you first. Uh, I'm going to be singing this, by the way, for the day. This rap video is absolutely fantastic. But tell me, first of all, you have a really impressive career to date. You've worked on groundbreaking scientific findings in the development of a vaccine for the deadly MRSI infection. Tell me more about your work that you do in immunology. Yeah, so as you said, uh, Sinead, I'm an immunologist and, and my lab, my research lab in Trinity College is focused on the development of new vaccines. And in particular, we're interested in trying to help the development of a vaccine to protect against MRSA. So people might be more familiar with that as one of the hospital superbugs. And as an immunologist, you study the immune system. And with a vaccine, what you want a vaccine to do is to help your immune system recognize and respond when it sees an infection. So before you can do that, you have to understand in detail how your immune system responds to these type of infections. And that's kind of the focus of the work that we're doing um, in, in Trinity. And so that was the motivation for me then to to develop the campaign that, that we, we launched this week on vaccination. Yes, tell me about this because, you know, you're a brilliant yeah. scientist, a mum yourself, and now you can add rap star, I think, uh, to well, the <laughs> list no, of don't, credentials. Don't get too carried away. <laughs> but uh, tell me what prompted this. Yes, so, yeah, so for me, obviously, given my background, the decision to get my own children vaccinated was always a very straightforward one. But earlier this year, uh, I found myself in a situation where I was due to take my youngest daughter, Avril, for her scheduled vaccinations 
during the height of the COVID lockdown. Yeah. And even I had to stop and think, is it okay to take her to the GP at the moment? Are these vaccine appointments still going to go ahead? And it was then that I realised there's probably an awful lot of other parents around the country wondering the same thing. So that was really the motivation behind the campaign to try to get the message out there that we need to keep vaccinating. Don't hesitate. Your baby's immunizations are are so important and all the appointments are going ahead as normal. So you should try and make sure to keep those appointments. And of course, at the moment, everybody is obsessed with immunization and viral pandemics. And we've seen the devastating impacts first hand of a viral pandemic and we're waiting hopefully to get a vaccine against COVID. But as parents, we've the power now to protect our children against so many other devastating infections through the childhood immunisation schedule. So it just makes sense to you know, keep vaccinating and that's the whole message of the campaign it's the keep vaccinating message Absolutely so tell me you know because it's, it's been a while now I'll have to cast my mind back a little bit to the, to the vaccines my children would have gotten but what mm-hmm. are the really important ones because they do change all the time say the, the first year of life what yeah. ones should they be getting? Yeah, so for every baby needs five visits to the GP to be fully immunised. So you have five different vaccine appointments that you need to make between the ages of two months and 13 months. And we are so lucky in this country. Our childhood immunisation schedule provides protection against 13 different infectious diseases. And because of the research and development that's ongoing in, in, vaccine, uh, in the vaccine field, new vaccines are constantly being added to the childhood immunisation schedule. So if I look at my own children, for example, um, between having my first child and my second child, my daughter had two new vaccines yeah. that my son didn't have because the meningitis B vaccine and the rotavirus vaccine were added to the schedule. So that's fantastic, you know, and, and in years to come, we'll hopefully see more new vaccines being added. Um, so, yeah, you, the HSE pushes out that message that there's five appointments that you need to make. And if anyone's listening and they haven't made their appointments or those appointments have slipped through the cracks because of everything that's been going on at the moment, that's not a problem. You can just get in touch with your GP and it's never too late to catch up on them. Oh, fantastic. That's that's really important as well. Um, yeah. And in terms of the risks involved, if we continue to kind of just forget about these or, you know, let them slip off the radar, what are the risks mm-hmm. here? So when you're vaccinating your children, you're not only doing it to protect your child, but you're also doing it to protect the community. And that's because we need to generate what's known as herd immunity or community immunity. And what that means is we need enough people vaccinated in the population so that if the infection does emerge, it can't spread. And to achieve that, you need an uptake rate of about 95%. So, for example, if we look at the MMR vaccine, so the measles, mumps and rubella vaccine, we need to have 95% uptake of that vaccine. But the latest data from 2019 suggests that the uptake rates of MMR are only at 89%. Okay. So, you know, people need to take this seriously. It's important that these vaccines are taken, as I just repeating myself there. It's not just your own child you're protecting, you know, you're protecting others in the community too, because there is a small number of people who can't get vaccinated. So very young Mm. babies are not vaccinated and and people with certain um, illnesses might not be able to be vaccinated. So we have to do our bit as a community to make sure we keep these diseases out to protect those. Absolutely. And what about children who've started school um, and may not have had the opportunity to get the necessary immunisations? Because I remember you used to get a booster before going to school. Has that changed or what's the situation there? 
Yeah, no, that's right. So then when you go into junior infants, there is a booster vaccination schedule for for school school going children. So a booster means for some of the vaccines, you need an extra top up dose when your immune system is that little bit older mm. um, to help really make sure that the immune system is immune system is fully equipped to, to protect against the disease. So that happens typically in junior infants. And of course, last year, because of what happened with COVID and the schools closing, those um, immunizations were put on hold. But they're now being rolled out again in the schools. So they have started again in schools and the children who missed them last year will be getting them this year. So the great thing there is you don't even have to worry about taking your child to the surgery. They're provided in the school. The nurses come out to the schools to do them. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's an, another new change that I did. I wasn't aware about. I'm going to bring Laura in here. Laura, how are you doing? Hello, good afternoon. I'm good, thank you. Now, you uh, and the Baby Doc uh, Club came on board to support Rachel. You carried out some research into the views of parents when it comes to children's vaccines. Tell me about the main findings, because I think you guys might have been surprised by a lot of this. Yes. Well, I mean, the good news is is that uh, 95% of parents feel that the the immunisation schedule for children is necessary in the fight to protect them and the community against these harmful diseases. So people are largely pro-vaccine, which is good. Yeah. However, um, just 60%, that's like nearly two-thirds of pregnant mothers and mums of newborn babies, did not feel well-informed about the the immunisation programme. And I guess that's because it's such an overwhelming time when um, when you're pregnant and when you bring baby home for the first time. I suppose when you're pregnant, you're just concerned about all of the scans and that baby is developing normally and you're concerned about the birth. And then thereafter, you know, your public health nurse comes to visit you in those first few days at home and she keeps an eye on you and she does the vitamin K injection and, you know, the heel prick, all of that. And, and she, she'll give you a brochure at that time which details the childhood immunisation programme and, and all of the, the visits that you must make with your GP at the different intervals from 2, 4, 6, 12 and 13 months. And in that document, it also goes into the details of each of the illnesses that you're immunised, you're immun- sorry, I can't even say the word, that you're vaccinating your child <laughs> that against. That was me earlier, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> and... Uh, and, you know, at that time, you're sleep deprived, your milk might be coming in if you're breastfeeding, you know, you're, you're coming to grips with having a new little person at home who, who who is your whole world and you're also recovering from a birth. So you probably don't pay a huge amount of attention to all of that information until such time as either your GP writes you or your public health nurse prompts you to make that first appointment at two months with your GP to get the vaccinations. And then from there on, usually you make each appointment thereafter when you're leaving the surgery. But in the pandemic, you know, lots of, of parents were, uh, didn't, weren't able to keep all of those appointments. And so we found that one in, in four of our parents in that key group of 0 to 18 months actually had their appointments delayed due to COVID-19. Um, uh, in fact, over a third had them delayed by a month or more. And I suppose that's a worry then. That is, yes, yes. And we don't want that to continue on, you see, and and people to forget. So the key message as well here with this is that, as Rachel uh, said there, that, you know, it's never too late. Get in and get these injections and get the vaccinations done. Absolutely. And actually, 8 in 10 of our parents think that the children maybe should have to prove that their child has been vaccinated 
mm. uh, fully in order to be able to attend the ECCE Montessori years and school. And, and that's something that I know that they do in other countries. They haven't yet looked at here in Ireland. Maybe COVID-19 will change that. But it is important to educate yourself in, in terms of even even now at this stage, even if your children are a little bit older, into, into what vaccines your children are getting right the way through from childhood through to the primary school programme and then into secondary school. In fact, it became very obvious to me quite recently when my my child had an accident in the schoolyard and the school called me to say that he'd clashed with another child and there were teeth involved and and broken skin and and suggested that perhaps I I might need to have a tetanus and had I had one recently. Now, my boy is 10 years old and I'm Mm. thinking, no, he definitely hasn't had a tetanus. But when I found my GP surgery... I found out that actually tetanus is part of the childhood immunisation schedule. So he had all of his vaccines. He was fully protected until age 12 when it starts to wear off. But this is the kind of information, this is why this this programme is so important in terms of all the videos that are available for your listeners to view on the Trinity College YouTube website. And also there's going to be a second um, phase of videos with more um, information and education for parents around vaccines to coincide with World Immunisation Week in April next year. Yes, and uh, you know, I I wouldn't have a clue of that either, uh, Laura, in terms of the the tetanus either. So that's that's really important to note. Uh, I know in our crash you have to produce, you know, the little orange book with the uh, the immunisations on it. So you definitely have to do that in our crash, which I think is a good thing as well. Uh, For parents, uh, new parents, Laura, who are bringing baby to get immunised for the first time, what key things should they be prepared for at this? Because it's, let me tell you, it's very emotional for the parents as well. It really is, um, especially if you're a first-time parent. So, um, I, you know, a lot of, of uh, GPs recommend that you give uh, Calpol or ibuprofen um, after the, the injection. Uh, and sometimes they recommend that you bring it with you to the, to the surgery so you can give it to them. Not for all of the injections, but for some of them that do tend to create a spike in temperatures. Um, just, I suppose... Bring, bring clothes that you can quickly take on and yes, off. Yes, um, yes. aren't a good idea for the girls. A pair, of, a pair of tracksuit bottoms that you can pull down because they'll get the injection in their thigh um, and you'll be asked to hold them tightly while they get it done. It lasts just a few seconds. You will hear a very different scream, uh, that yeah. you, a cry you haven't heard before and that do, is pain. But that short-term pain really is worth it in the long run when you think of all the diseases that you're vaccinating your children against. Absolutely. And uh, Rachel, just to bring you back in on this, what key message would you like parents to take away from this? Yeah, so I think, I mean, as Laura points out there, uh, um, as a new parent, you're bombarded with so much information and and this is quite personal for me because I realised that when I became a parent, you know, I went in, I would have thought I knew everything there was to know about Mm. vaccination and I'm very pro-vaccination. I give lectures on vaccines in university, et cetera, et cetera. But then I was on the other side of the, the fence and I was a parent, I was a new parent and the little vaccine booklet within the pile of information that the public health nurse gave me. And I realised I don't have the capacity to read that at the moment. I haven't slept in days. I don't know what way is up. Um, And it was when I came out of all of that and went back to work and stuff, I just thought, you know what, we need to do more to help parents to just be aware of how important these vaccinations are, how we are, that we have access to them. We can give these to our children and we can give this protection to our children. And as Laura said there at the end, it's horrible in the moment when they're getting their vaccinations, but it's a very, very short term um, negative for a very long term positive because None of us know where our children are going to end up. Mm. By what we might think, they're going to grow up and go 
we don't know where they're going to go and what they're going to do in life. And so knowing that you've given them the best possible protection that you can with what's available to us in this moment is a great thing. Absolutely. Listen, Dr. Rachel McLaughlin, Professor in Immunology Trinity, thank you so, so much for joining me today. And of course, Laura Erskine from Baby.Club, our parenting expert. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Sinead.